All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords. And for this segment, we're joined by Adam in the studio. Good morning. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> you sound lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of nanny schools? This is completely new to me. School, were you trying to be a nanny? Professional nanny and not just at that, to right. be kind of like the Mary Poppins of our generation. Wow. Yeah. I think it's a, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, why it's a profession. Absolutely. Yeah. That requires a Training. whole lot of different skill sets if you right. think about it. And so why wouldn't you want to specialize in exactly. it? Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. you're taking care of children and other yeah. human beings. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so mm. it takes responsibility responsibility mm. and skill yeah i think so too and good multitasking skills as well <laughs> do you have experience i do i do yes <laughs> i do as well so i relate to this story a great yeah. deal and I, I was thinking uh, if i had training i would have been a little bit better yeah i yeah. think the same as well and especially men uh, not being very good multitaskers it's uh, a bit of a challenge so it's I not think... okay for me to say that but i yeah. believe it is okay for you to say it thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to shift our focus to our keyword news uh, version this morning as we take a look at some major news stories and hopefully clarify some of the gray areas that this is our first keyword of the day. Afghanistan crisis. So we do have to shift our tone a great deal. Mm. Uh, the Taliban is quickly taking over Afghanistan amid a withdrawal from uh, of the American troops. Of course, President Joe Biden says he defends the U.S. exiting from the country, reiterating that there would have actually never been a right or easy time mm. for the American troops to withdraw. So what's the latest? Yeah, he says that he stands squarely behind the U.S. withdrawal. Uh, quote, how many more American lives is it worth, he said in his first, pub, uh, first public remarks on the matter in nearly a week. So he kind of got criticism for that as well, but, uh, but for being silent uh, while this whole craziness mm. was going on mm. um, and he said despite uh, what he called the gut-wrenching scenes in Kabul there is never a good time to withdraw US forces as you alluded to and he added that American troops cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in a war that Afghan forces are not willing to fight for themselves so he's kind of shifting the blame a little bit to uh, mm. the Afghan forces saying they're not really stepping up mm. uh, he said he will not pass on the conflict to a fifth US president and and that the U.S. would no longer fight in a war that mm. is, quote, not in our national security interest. Uh, but he did concede that the Taliban takeover unfolded quicker than he anticipated. He didn't think that it was going to unravel mm. so quickly, the pandemonium that is happening there. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as I said, the Biden administration is facing very sharp criticism over its response to the rapid collapse of Afghanistan and mm. the, the chaotic evacuation effort as well. I mean, there was a lot of... Um, well, we go on to the airport scenes, but there was a lot of uh, criticism over him pulling the U.S. troops and then sending them back again for the evacuation right. efforts. And it was, uh, yeah, very confusing. It was confusing, confusing yeah. and confusion in, in such a, a, a tragic transition, mm. I don't think helps the matter at hand at all. I mean, exactly. we saw the desperation that's absolutely evident in the Afghan people, too, which mm. brings us to that second keyword of the day. Escaping Taliban. And that's where the chaos ensues. Uh, staying with Afghanistan, leaving the country is proving difficult with scenes of panic at the capital's airport. I've never mm. seen a, a runway so crowded in my life because it is dangerous. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of scenes. Have you seen the movie Mogadishu? Yeah. yeah it yeah. kind of reminds me of scenes of, uh, of that. It's drawing uh, a lot of comparisons. Exactly. And it's a kind of a real life version mm. of that uh, uh, 
um, and thousands of civilians are, are desperate to flee the country, uh, understandably, and they've swarmed the tarmac of this airport. Uh, and this has led to evacuation flights being suspended or just grounded at, uh, completely. Uh, also, most South Korean nationals and diplomatic personnel, they have left the country already. Mm-hmm. And the, South Korea has closed the embassy in Afghanistan. Um, And there is one Korean national, however, living there who is uh, unable to leave. Just a few embassy staff, including the ambassador, are remaining to support this person who is actually quite hesitant to leave as well. Now, the chaos at the airport has become deadly. Uh, Some so desperate to escape the Taliban that they held on to this U.S. military jet as it took off and plunged to their deaths. I mean, you can kind of imagine the desperation when people are clinging on to a a plane that is about to Take be off. airborne that is being uh, yeah that is taking off right. and um also, as well as that, the U.S. troops actually killed two people, both of them armed, but there was no indication that these two individuals um, were members of the Taliban. Uh, at least seven people are reported to have died. And now, amid the chaos, Korean Air says it will consider rerouting, rerouting flights to avoid Afghanistan's airspace. Uh, there are currently some cargo planes that go on a high altitude, but passenger planes don't, so they are kind of within the uh, risk of maybe hopefully not being um, targeted right, uh, right. and other major airlines are also planning to do the same as well uh, it's i mean devastating doesn't even summarize what's happening in afghanistan mm. right now and we'll probably be talking about the details of what kind of changes are evident yeah. for a government that will likely be run by the taliban mm. all right on to our third keyword of the day Pandemic. Uh, turning to the pandemic situation now, cases have dropped ever so slightly, but only due to the fact that there are fewer testing, especially during long holidays, as mm. we've seen recently. The caseload after the Liberation Day holiday may actually, of course, pick up. Yeah, that's right. The daily caseload did fall back to the 1500s, but this is likely to be temporary. And actually, Monday's figure was actually the highest for a Monday as well. So sure. it's not that much of a, a, a drop. Uh, now, health authorities are remaining on alert about a possible spike in new cases in the uh, coming weeks not only because of the long holiday weekend that we just had, but also it is still the summer holiday season. So uh, there's still a lot of people traveling and going on vacation. Now, the spread continues to be nationwide as well, rather Mm. than concentrated in the capital region. Um, The KDCA is reviewing more enhanced uh, antivirus measures as well, something that we've mentioned. And um, the virus reproduction rate for the week from August 8th to 14th was uh, 1.10, meaning more people were being infected by one person. Um, that figure, the reproduction rate, is actually higher in non-capital regions as well, which is a, a particularly concerning, meaning that there are a lot of uh, risks uh, outside the capital mm-hmm. area. And there's also a rising number of critically ill patients as well, as well as hospitalizations, which is putting a strain on the country's medical systems. Now we see there's a lot of attention on the the da- daily caseload uh, and a lot of headlines around that. But the most concerning thing is the seriously ill patients and the hospitalizations. That's the thing that many experts are saying should be uh, contained. And a way to gauge how serious the situation right. is going forward, especially with more people, I think, that get inoculated in right. the country. That's also yeah. seems to be a better way to gauge how serious the situation is. That's right. And there's this uh, kind of problem of um, lack uh, the strain on 
on the number of hospital beds in Korea mm, right. as well, trying to secure those. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of a phenomenon that we've been seeing all around the world, not just in Korea, uh, but of course, the seriously ill patients, the severe disease and hospitalization, hospitalizations are the things that experts say need to be contained the most. And that is something that is unfortunately rising at the moment. All right, moving on to another disruptor. This is our fourth keyword of the day. Lambda variant. What will we do when we run out mm. uh, of, well, names, essentially? Mm. The Delta variant has been dominating the headlines recently, but now there is more concern over the Lambda variant, mm. too. So what do we know about this strain so far? Yeah, Lambda is spreading rapidly throughout Asia and also elsewhere in the world, uh, Europe as well, and the United States. Now, the Philippines detected the first case of Lambda uh, in the country. Now, um, the WHO classifies Lambda as a variant of interest, not a variant of concern yet. Uh, It was first detected in Peru back in December. Now, studies have shown that it has mutations that resist vaccine-induced antibodies, which is why it is uh, of particular concern at the moment. Now, although data is still lacking, some experts believe it is a less transmissible but deadlier strain than Delta. Uh, It is also still hard to tell whether it could be a dominant strain as well, but that could well be a possibility, and therefore experts are saying that it is vital to contain the spread early on. The same thing was said about the Delta variant when it first emerged as well. We don't know how transmissible this is. There's still Mm. not a lot of data now. It's Mm -mm. pretty much the dominant strain across the world. So because I think there's been lessons learned from that, I think a lot of experts are stressing that the Lambda variant should be taken with as much attention as the Delta variant as well. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day. Relief funds. Uh, applications for the fifth round of relief funds for small business owners kick off today. I mean, it does seem to have a wider, more comprehensive coverage of small mm. businesses that were affected during this pandemic. So run us through the details. Yeah, there's a lot of debate in Parliament about the expansion of this and whether to expand uh, the number of eligible people as well as the scope of the funds as well. But uh, applicants will be eligible for between 400,000 and 20 million one uh, starting today. Small business owners with severe losses in revenue will be given priority and uh, handed the cash very quickly as Mm -hmm. well. There will also be a rotational system where funds will be given out depending on the last digit of business registration number. Uh, That will happen for two days. Odd numbers can apply today and even numbers tomorrow. Uh, From Thursday, this rotational system ends, so it's only for two days. Mm -hmm. Now, also, applicants for the first two days will run from 8am to midnight and then 24 hours after Thursday. So it's just the first two days uh, where the these kind of uh, kind of restrictions and limitations are being implemented. All right. Now the funds will also be given out in stages as well, and they can be received as early as today, uh, the same day as the applications, and it just depends on what time you applied for the funds. And a second round of applications will be held from the thirtieth as uh, well. So that's for those people who have yet to sign up. Yet to sign up, and uh, just a different priority group okay. as well. Yeah. All right. On to our last keyword of the day. Talk to tensions. So tensions between Korea and Japan are brewing again as Tokyo made claims to Tokyo Islands in a newly created defense white paper for children. 
You can only imagine the backlash. What's the latest? Yes, yeah, we kind of sound like broken records. I mean, uh, with the same <laughs> report, but there was a little change of detail this time. Uh, Tokyo's defense ministry unveiled uh, the 30-page white paper for elementary and junior high school students on its website, and Tokyo was labeled as Japan's territory. This is actually the first time for Tokyo to make the claim on an official document for children. It had mostly been on just normal defense white papers uh, issued by the Tokyo Defense Ministry. And I guess the implication is meaningful there because mm. how you educate your children exactly. is setting the tone for how the future generations will view history. Yeah, this all ties into kind of the debate about uh, their uh, Tokyo's claims to talk to in the textbooks as well. Right, There's that whole right. argument there, and it's kind of in Seems line really with similar. that. Yes. Uh, and Yi Sang Yao, the Director General for Asia Pacific Affairs, and Kim Yong Gil, the minister at the South Korean embassy in Tokyo, have protested to Japanese officials uh, both at the embassy here and in Tokyo. Uh, the Seoul officials stressed that Tokdo, rather, is clearly Korean territory and demanded Japan remove the paper. So mm. uh, uh, more of the same back and forth when it comes to the Tokdo issue. Uh, a very delicate issue that mm. is, uh, yeah, Before the time happening being, every year, unfortunately. Yeah. I have to let you go, so I'm going to yeah. put a pin in it, but it's <laughs> absolutely not the end mm. of it. Thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Have a safe day. You too. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.